Hey there, podcast enthusiasts. Before we dive into today's episode, I've got something special just for you. Have you ever dreamed of launching your own podcast but don't know where to start? Well, I've got great news. I have created the Podcast Launch Strategy Checklist. It is a comprehensive guide to help you kickstart your podcasting journey, taking you from concept to launch to promoting your show. This guide has a checklist for everything that you need to start your podcast. So why wait? Don't let the uncertainty hold you back any longer. Grab your free podcast launch strategy checklist today by visiting terryholland.ca forward slash pod launch checklist. I'll link it in the show notes for you to make it really easy. It's time to turn your passion into a powerful podcast that the world can't wait to hear. Get ready to share your voice and make an impact. Now let's get back to the show. You're listening to Success in Mind, the show for high-performing leaders, changemakers, and entrepreneurs ready to take your life and business to the next level. If you're ready for whole life success, keep listening. Welcome back to this week's episode of Success in Mind. In this episode, our guest, Brain Coach D, delves into the concept of neuroencoding, emphasizing the power of the brain to create new patterns and change behaviors without medication. From debunking myths about success to addressing imposter syndrome, Brain Coach D shares insights on optimizing the brain for entrepreneurial success, managing stress, and reframing mindset. Join us as we uncover the science behind brain optimization and uncover practical tips for achieving success. Dominica, also known as Brain Coach D, is one of the few neuroencoding specialists in the world with a holistic life coaching qualification and she's licensed as a brain coach by Dr. Amen, a renowned neuropsychiatrist. Her approach is unique because she blends scientific knowledge about the brain with the emotional support of a life coach. She uses techniques like neuroencoding and EMDR to help her clients reprogram their brains and create new neural pathways, enabling them to achieve their desired lives. The first thing that we need to start with, I think, is what is neuroencoding and what does a brain coach do? Neuroencoding, it is using neuroplasticity and how your brain is wired to recreate new um, patterns in your head and new neural pathways so you can default to your best behavior. Because about 90%, 95%, some studies say, percent of your behavior is just habit and mm-hmm. it's forming your brain. And brain coaching consists of neuroscience, neuropsychology, knowledge of the brain, the medical knowledge, which part of your brain is responsible for what, how does the brain correlate with your gut and your blood work and your body, and how does it function all together, and using all that knowledge to help you create a line that you want in the area of anxiety, depression, fear of failure, procrastination, Mm -hmm. overwhelm, um, things like managing anger, Creating your ADHD, if you really have it, making it your superpower. Mm-hmm. And it allows to do it without medication, with lifestyle changes, but also with real work on your brain and your neuroplasticity, understanding how it works and making it work for us so we can, you know, kind of optimize your brain and do what you want it yeah. to do instead of kind of functioning and going with the flow, which is the worst thing you can actually do because there's no awareness with going with the flow and you have no control over your life. And a lot of us seem to be in that go with the flow 
because facing, you know, what's in your brain and <laughs> it's clear, we did not choose to have a brain like we do. We did not choose to have mm. those patterns implemented. We did not choose to have the thoughts we have. But the moment we recognize them, it is our responsibility to change them if they don't serve us. Right. Right. Interesting. How did you how did you get into this line of work? Was this something that, you know, when you were a little girl, you thought, I'm going to be a neuroencoding specialist and a brain coach? Or how did you get here? That's exactly what it was. Well, it didn't exist then because we didn't have that much knowledge about neuroscience. When I was a little girl, there was no neuroscience. And right. everybody was, um, you know, we were talking about mental illness and we didn't really understand the brain. This knowledge spent up last 50 years. So there are not many people who do what I do. And even a lot of psychiatrists are not aware of the knowledge that I have because they were trained wow. in the old system. A lot of therapists don't know the things I know because they were trained in the old system. Now, don't get me wrong. There's mm -hmm. some amazing therapists, some amazing psychiatrists. And this is an upgrade before you go on medication. But besides that, how did I get into it? Well, I was a coach before. I was a coach, career coach, working on six-figure earners. I was working with the government in Poland, with European Union, quite recognizable name, very long time ago, about seven years ago. Life played a lot of things. In the past, I also went through my term oil and I went like, this cannot be life. The truth is that the money is not what fulfills me. And the problem with money is that people think that when they have money, they're going to be happy. Right. Money makes life easier, but it doesn't make you happy because happiness comes from sharing and enhancing our lives and somebody else's. Um, Tony Robbins says this really cool sentence. He goes, you can only experience so much happiness on your own. To enhance your happiness and to feel it more, you need to share it with somebody. And nice. it is so important to have that in your back of your head. So I was going through my changes, having my coaches, growing, developing, going to courses, reading books, having my own coach. Great. Mm -hmm. And one day I see this announcement, Dr. Amen, Dr. Daniel Amen, the world-class neuropsychiatrist yeah. I adore, um, who works with all the NFL players and we kind of get their brains back into normal after all the trauma they experienced during the, you know, playing NFL mm -hmm. and getting hit all these times. With Dr. Joseph McLennan III, who has a PhD in neuropsychology, so both ways, are doing a program together, Brain Revolution, that was three and a half years ago. And oh, I wow. felt in love because finally, I'm a very science-based person. I love spirituality, but I want to know that when I'm helping you, there is science behind it. At least mm -hmm. at the moment, this is proven uh, that it works and there is some merit behind it. And they started teaching us. And there were a few of us um, that went through the course. Some people are using the knowledge from themselves. Some people decided to continue and just make this their career like I did. And I absolutely fell in love with it. And what's amazing about these two programs, the Neuroencoding Institute now and Dr. Amen University, is that when we finished those courses, right, that lasted about six months of five, six calls a week, seven calls a week, each hour and a half with loads of tests nice. and knowledge, you know, about basal ganglia and prefrontal cortex and how, you know, your blood work influences what's optimum in your blood work, what's normal and why those are not the same things, all of those things. And they kept training us and it's been three and a half years and we still get 
three trainings a week. Amazing. I mean, I've never been in something like this. I'm in love with what I do because people don't need me after they work with me. They, They don't. They can go on their merry way, enjoy the new tools and have a mm-hmm. better, less stress, you know, with no anxiety, with no fear, or at least way less fear. I wouldn't say no fear. That would be unhealthy if you have no fear. Fear is good. It just, if it overtakes your life, then that's mm-hmm. where we want to work on it. So that's how I run into them three and a half years ago. I got certified, um, you know, included my master's in it and kind of started learning more and more. Added some Andrew Huberman, added some studies from Stanford, and that's how I became to be who I am. That's amazing. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. So, you know, as this show is mainly for entrepreneurs and the audience is very entrepreneurial, so how can we, um, or do you have any suggestions for how we can optimize our brains for performance and success in business? Oh, absolutely. Well, first of all, we got to remember that everything you do depends on your brain. How right. do you make decisions? Um, are you a risk taker? Are you a person who has fear of you know, change? Are you an innovator? All of that is your brain. It's not your body. You all probably exercise and take care of your body because everybody told you mm-hmm. that exercise. You do. Great. And you all probably try to eat right. You do. Great. And <laughs> you forget about the key thing that decides about your success besides a little bit of luck and entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. which is great. Right. So with that being said, first thing I would say, um, there are quite a few studies and most people, you know, we have, have this culture of going oh, yes, you know, I work hard, I sleep three hours a day, you know, and I'm just so awesome. No, you're not. And so I I know this was the trend for many, many years that you got to work hard and play hard. No, you don't. No, you don't. See, the problem with that is that your brain needs time to clean out the BS that we receive a day, about 129 million bits of information that our brain processes. Mm -hmm. Most of it is totally unnecessary. Yeah. Process between 50,000 and 70,000 conscious thoughts a day. Mm-hmm. Most of it is a lie. So our brain requires rest because that's when you actually come up with ideas. So if you're an entrepreneur and you say, I'm going to make a decision right now because I'm emotional. And I feel it. No, no, no. Don't, 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 don't. Do what our <laughs> elders said. Sleep on. So what happens when you're asleep, yeah. your brain stops working and using energy for your whole body, for, for it to function, walk, talk, do everything we do. And that's when it cleans out the BS from our head, as well as it accesses deep memories. If mm. you ever had a feeling and you woke up in the morning, you go, oh my God, I got it. Or, mm-hmm. oh my God, I know what I'm going to do. That's exactly what happened in your brain. Your brain accessed deep memories that it wasn't able to access when you were doing your daily things because it uses a lot of energy to function, you know, for your heart, um, to direct your kidneys, brain, and everything else. So first thing, do not underestimate sleep. People say, oh, I can sleep five hours a night. Well, then you're like 1% of the population. And I don't (laughs) believe that every entrepreneur is 1% of the population. Mm Mm-hmm. Usually, it is a fear of missing out, fear of success, or fear of failure, and you have an emotional attachment to a thought where if I don't do this, then, you know, I'm not going to make it. 
And that is what's preventing right. you from hate. Another thing, if you're an entrepreneur, uh, if you look at the studies from 1987, it was done on 2,000 soldiers. And it's very important to bring that up. Uh, the soldiers were sleeping seven to nine hours, and then they were taken to a shooting range after a week. Their shooting accuracy was 98%. Then they had them sleep for a week, six hours. I mean, not much less. Pretty good, right? Yeah. 2,000 yeah. people. Their accuracy was 64%. Wow. Had them sleep five hours. The accuracy was 42. And then at their four hours and less got down to 28%. And I'm going to ask you a very quick question. Would you like somebody with 28% accuracy to make decisions about your business and your life? No, absolutely not. That's number one. Sleep. Okay. Use your sleep. Um, another thing that's important, and we've been told that over and over, that the goal is more most important. Mm-hmm. Dear entrepreneur, which I'm also one, and in my whole life, I've maybe been an employee for four years. My whole mm-hmm. life, I used to run businesses. I would create businesses and sell businesses. I really love this type of life. What I have learned is that if you're needed 24-7, that is your need, not your company need, or you're not managing right. So right. if you cannot leave for two weeks and turn off your phone, you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. And usually it is lack of trust or lack of training or hiring their own people or fear of failure and inability to detach. And the problem with that is that when you try to become an owner, not an operator of your business, you're unable to detach and you won't be ever able to sell. And very often, yeah. we know only what we know. We're not exposed to other things. And when we bring in people from different environments, they actually have ideas that could enhance our business. But that's the business side. Another thing for optimizing your brain is doing your blood work regularly. So oh. um, your blood work, there are 10 things that you should do regularly. Every six months is recommended. If you do it every year, we're still good. So first of all, okay. is looking at your ferritin and iron, magnesium, potassium, CBC, and D3. Those are the six main ones, and there are a few other ones mm-hmm. from hormones. Why? Because these are neurotransmitters. If you are not producing neurotransmitters, your brain doesn't have enough fuel to make the right decisions. Mm-hmm. So take care right. of it. Another thing, if you're an entrepreneur, and if you wake up between about 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. every night, that means your stress levels, which is um, release, release of cortisol, is too high. You're not mm-hmm. waking up because you can't sleep. Although if you're in perimenopause or menopause, please go check your hormones because they do influence your brain. But if right. you're a male or a female and you're not in perimenopause or you are in menopause and you check your hormones and they're okay, that means you are actually working through stress in your body in a way that is preventing you from actually optimizing your brain. See, what happens is when we release a lot of cortisol, and again, cortisol is not bad. It's a good thing. When mm-hmm. we see a lion, we want to be <laughs> We don't want to go, oh, oh see, kitty, 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 right? <laughs> right. If we see a person who is trying to destroy our business, that stress is good. Now, the stress is good until it paralyzes you. And a lot mm-hmm. of people, either get paralyzed by stress or they function properly and then they fall apart. 
I'm going to ask you if you're an entrepreneur, if you ever had a very intense period of time and you were just pushing through, which is a very unhealthy and you're, I got to do this, you know, I got to meet blah, 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 whatever we tell ourselves the stories. Mm-hmm. And then that period ends. How many of you got sick? 90% of people will get sick. Why? Because the release of stress is gone. And now your body needs to regenerate because when you're stressed, all the other functions are slowing down and you're in a survival mode. So everything else is not getting the right nutrients, not functioning properly. So your body goes, okay, well, I'm good. I'm good. Now I need to, it's time for me to relax, right? I need to go back to my balance. So all of that is actually created by your brain. It's not you. It's, there's nothing wrong with you. That's a biological function. And what we fail to notice is that optimizing your brain is, besides your psychology, is the brain topology and how your brain functions. Mm -hmm. And a beautiful story also told by Tony Robbins, which I think it's (laughs) phenomenal for men and women, is that when he was in a partnership with three men, and those men were um, negotiating, and let's say they failed, right, in the negotiations, all three of them. One of them went ballistic, started throwing things and was furious, pissed off and cursing. The other one was super mad and one was peeved. Mm-hmm. And conversation was, they had the same event, the same thing happened to all three of them. Yet there were three very different reactions. Which one was the healthiest? Well, the healthiest was actually of the gentleman who was peeved. Why? Because his stress level didn't go up and he was like, okay, well, if I get upset, first of all, they win. And second of all, I'm not serving myself nor my body. I am actually releasing a lot of stress hormones and that will influence my other decisions. When I stay calm and say, okay, well, I lost it. So what else can I do about it? The meaning that he assigned to it was of least value. One saw this as end of the world. Nothing else Mm -hmm. will happen. We are going to fail. Our company is going to go under. The second one, his ego got hurt. Probably all three egos got hurt, but visually. Right. And the third one was going, okay, well, I lost. Okay, it's a battle. So what can I do differently? So they assign different value to the events. And I want to ask you, what value are you assigning to your business? Hmm. Because your business is not you. Your business is exactly that. It is your business. It's mm-hmm. not who you are. It's not the representation of you. Could be the representation of the skills, but those can be upgraded. Right. And if we now go to Stanford studies, phenomenal Stanford studies, we actually Mm -hmm. kill our ability to succeed in a pleasant way. See, what we do, we concentrate on the final result. If we're going to win, we're going to get the contract. What we miss in the line of the final result is concentrating on the process. Studies from Stanford have shown that if you concentrate on daily successes and the little things, activities, not actions, action is a one-time thing, activities that you perform every day and you celebrate them, you raise the level of comfort, you raise the level of happiness, you decrease the level of, you know, your stress level. And at the same time, because you repeat the activities and you're enjoying them and you're celebrating them. You with time to them quicker and you achieve the result anyway. In comparison to a person who's only concentrating on the final result, what happens is, is that when we have a goal, it can become overwhelming. 
because mm-hmm. we're just looking at something that's far away and we cannot grasp, you know, it's so far, it's so difficult, it's so hard. Well, mm-hmm. there are ways to mitigate that because overwhelm, again, is a precursor to being stressed. Stress shuts down your nervous system, then you stop performing as well. So brain right. optimization works based on creating new habits that create actually enjoyment because when we're enjoying something, our brain goes, mm, this feels good. It feels good. Let me do it again. So it stops being a chore. It stops being hard. It becomes something that you just do and you enjoy. Yeah. The celebration. It is important to counteract everything that you're experiencing that might be uncomfortable. Another thing I would highly suggest is something that I teach all my clients is a sentence that you will have in your head. So let's say you're getting an email from an annoying client and we get annoying clients. Mm -hmm. They're only annoying because we allow them to be annoying to us. (laughs) Right. So one of the things to stop the progression of you getting agitated and uncomfortable, I want you to Mm -hmm. say in your head, do not say that aloud. Please don't ever say that aloud. (laughs) As to be expected. Not as Mm -hmm. I was expecting it, as I thought it was. No, as to be expected. Without the personalization, what happens is your brain gets the thought and every thought is a chemical release that makes you feel in a certain way. And if you are expecting right. it, it has to be expected, then your brain goes, well, if I was upset, there's no reason to get upset because, I mean, I knew this was going to happen. So now you are not going into a non-resourceful state. You're mm-hmm. actually able to think and find an answer. And that works also for your spouse. But <laughs> Just don't say it out loud because then it does work. Right. Then it's triggering to them. Um, so basically neuroplasticity after we're 25 needs to be directed. Mm. Needs, we need to tell our brain that we need something to change. And I don't know if you've ever done an exercise with food and brain because we can use that for everything. So if mm. you tell your brain and generalize things that everything like this is hard, this is difficult. I'm overwhelmed. I'm overworked. I'm just grinding. My life is hard. You know, you create a certain image in your head of being an entrepreneur. I'm not saying right. see, but there's no reason to make it even harder than it is. Right. Well, what your brain does, your brain does. Oh, this is hard. Okay, so I need to find proof. So mm-hmm. it pulls events from your life and daily life to prove you right. Right. Now, what if you would say, oh, running a business is pretty easy. I guarantee you that you have examples in your life as well when running a business was pretty easy. Your Mm -hmm. brain will pull those examples from your life as well and will start searching for those. Again, your brain will always prove you right. Mm -hmm. It's its role because Anytime you're wrong, it has to use more energy. And it's built biologically to conserve your energy. Right. So anything that it can become a habit, an automatic thought, something Mm -hmm. that it's easy to prove, it's all excited. It's lazy. Mm. And that's how it is. it's, It's nothing about you. It's nothing about me. All of us have lazy brains. Because our brain is designed to protect us. So it's conserving energy in case that lion comes. 
And mm-hmm. sometimes those lions do come, but that's not the time you're going to deal with your business most likely. This is the time you're going to deal with the line, right? Because right. everything else fades out. So with that being said, neuroscience, it is using what we know about the brain to use it to your advantage. And one of the most beautiful things is I love when um, some of the employers that I work with and business owners, they go, you know, we need to have KPIs. We need to meet them. I check work. <laughs> I have those lists. Well, unfortunately, your prefrontal cortex, which is the planning, the predicting, oh everything else you do in your brain, shuts down basal ganglia and a few other areas of your brain that are responsible for creativity. You can't be creative when you're logical. Mm-hmm. And the only way to find solutions is to be bored. And being bored is part of growth. Because when we don't have, we come up with ideas, our brain starts to connect information. So I invite you as a business owner to have time to be bored, not to have a task list. And when you do even the tiny things, celebrate them. Have the dopamine release. And no, I don't want you to have a dopamine release. Hmm. I would love for you to have actually serotonin release. And what's the difference? Dopamine is a happy, calm hormone. It allows you to calm down. And it's kind of like sitting on the couch and we're in love and we're happy. Okay. Serotonin is a happy hormone connected to motivation, which is connected to action. That's why when you do something, that's why you celebrate. Nice. Oh, I love that. I yeah, ever. So, oh, I would love that. I could listen to you forever. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely love that. Um, you know, one thing as I'm listening to you talk, one thing I'm kind of curious about is so many entrepreneurs deal with imposter syndrome. And do you have any suggestions for how they can begin to curb that and overcome that imposter syndrome? Absolutely. Absolutely. Imposter syndrome. I love imposter syndrome because I used to have it. Oh, yeah. So basically, imposter syndrome is a feeling of not good. So what our brain does, um, it compares us to somebody else. To be honest, if I compare myself to Mel Robbins and Tony Robbins and Jay Shetty, I'm useless. I can just stop doing what I'm doing. The problem with that is that they've been doing that for 40, 50, 60 years, yeah. however long, and they have dedicated their life to it. So what I see is a snippet of lifelong learning and exposure to knowledge. Mm-hmm. But if I look at them when they were in year three, four of their business, I'm way further ahead than they were. Tony nice. Robbins in year three, four was a janitor. And definitely not generating income from his dream. Mm -hmm. This is what I do for a living. I don't do anything else. Right. So first thing we got to realize, and I want you to memorize this like a mantra, put it on your freaking screen, put it on your windows mirrors. Self to self for progress. Self to others for inspiration. Mm. Nice. They are in a different path, in a different place in time with different excitement. And also what you see is a snippet. I have worked with a beautiful woman 
um, age 57, um, owner of a very big um, distribution company for medical equipment. Very successful. The most miserable person I've seen besides myself. Oh, wow. And the misery came from the fact that she unconsciously, when she grooved the company, she created a monster. And it's easier to, as we know, kill the monster when it's small, not when it's big. So on a day, she came to me and we were coaching for a while and she goes, okay, it's time to deal with my business. I got my mindset pretty right. You know, we've done the brain stuff. I'm working on this. This is progressing. I have a problem here, Rick. What's that? I get 1,235 emails a day. I, I feel overwhelmed. There's no way I can manage this. There's wow. no way. And a lot of them, I cannot do anything about. I'm like, do you trust me? Mm -hmm. She looks at me like feeling uncomfortable, obviously. She goes, yes. I'm like, great. I want you to now put a line against that. And I want you to write to all your employees and people who write you emails, one big mass email, and it's going to stay. The server has died and we're having technical issues. Please send me only things I need to take action on today. That's all you're going to send. So Thanks. within about 20 minutes, she received throughout the day, First 20 minutes was the most, and then throughout the day. I'm wondering, guess how many emails did she get? How many? 26. Wow. See, people were feeling insecure in their decisions. So just in case, they cc'd her own everything. Okay. As a result, she felt obliged because it's her baby, her company, to respond to everybody. But that was impossible. Mm -hmm. So at the end, she didn't know which email was important or which wasn't because there's no way you're going to read for 1,235 emails every freaking day. It's not happening. Yeah. And we did that exercise a few times. And then I asked, okay, so what can you do differently so this doesn't happen again? And we started working on her management skills. Because being a manager, it doesn't mean you're going to create other managers, but it means you'll create people who are able to make decisions in the area. And even if they make right. mistakes, they will mistake. Well, make, that's natural. We all make mistakes. Mm -hmm. It's easier to fix a mistake than no decision. And right. it took us a while to reverse the culture. But at the end, you know, she ended up with 60 emails more or less daily. But that's doable for yeah. a person who is running a big company. And yeah. then she grew to a point she went, well, well, maybe this one can be done by my director, right? So she delegated and she left it alone. And now she's an owner because she only shows up at work once a month. Mm -hmm. She has a big meeting. Nice. They, you know, make decisions and she goes on her merry way. There's a very big difference between a mindset of an operator and an owner. Those are not the same. Yeah. So most of us are operators. Mm -hmm. And if we want to grow at one point, we need to become owners, which means yes. letting go. And it's like we're raising the kids, you know, when we have kids. <laughs> They're not raising them right. for us. We're raising for somebody to marry them or for themselves to mm -hmm. be happy and be on their merry way. But that yeah. means you're going to go through the part of your life where you're alone and you need to recreate your identity. Who are you when you're not a dad? Who are you when you're not a mom? Who are you when you're not cooking every day? And what are you going to do with all this time? Mm -hmm. Right? 
So the same thing is of business owners and imposter syndrome. They see snippets. And, you know, people with imposter syndrome have a tendency of going to a lot of courses, taking a lot mm-hmm. of classes, reading a lot of books. I'm going to yeah. ask, what's more valuable, stored knowledge or knowledge that you use? Right. And right. we create stored knowledge in our head. I guarantee you, I that most people, they go to those events, they go to courses, and they go, oh my God, this was so amazing. Okay. And what did you choose to work on? What did you choose to work on? You pick one thing, just one thing, and start working on it. Make it your own so you can actually take value from what you learn. And imposter syndrome starts with saying, I know enough for the people I'm serving. And I'm going to make this as good as it can be. And the truth is, it's not about you. It's about people you're serving, whatever you do. If your customers are happy, it is not up to you to say you're not good enough because they are happy. You did that for for yourself. If you're doing this for yourself, you're in the wrong business. We are here to serve customers. If my customers like have that quite often, and I work on that as well, although I'm pretty good at it now. Um, when my client goes, oh my God, this was amazing. I, I got so much. I'm like, okay, so what are you going to do? What, you know, scale one to 10, blah, blah, blah. We did a closing element of coaching. And I'm like, gosh, you know, I could have done this and I could have done this differently. And that person is ecstatic. Right. They go, I got what I needed. I'm like, what is wrong with <laughs> They got what they needed. Right. And I'm there for their service. They got what they needed. Do not deprive my clients, my customers, talking to myself, to a mirror, mm-hmm. of having the joy and experiencing and experience the joy with them because you gave them what they wanted. And that's part of imposter syndrome. That is lingering right. still in there, right? Um, what if I'm not enough? What if I don't know enough? Well, even doctors have specializations. There are mm-hmm. things I can't help you with. Yeah, and we'll have, I have a list of people I refer people to. And that's Thanks. part of high quality service. You don't need to know everything. Nobody knows there. You need to be great at what you do. You need to have loyal, raving fans as customers. But for them to be yeah. there, you got to trust that they are. It's kind of like women. And I'm going to bring that around because men do that less, but women do that especially women owners. You look so amazing. You look wonderful. Oh, yeah. I just slapped it on very quickly. <laughs> yeah. What did you do? Not only you didn't receive the compliment that was designed to make you feel good and somebody did it because they wanted to, you mm-hmm. also took away their joy from giving to you. Right. Yeah. And when our customers express, I loved it, um, then just take it as I loved it. If one customer says, oh, you know, it could have been better, great. What could have been better? Mm-hmm. But the truth is, you work with so many people. You got to choose your battles. Where do you want to go? Is it even possible that all customers will love you? Absolutely not. So concentrate on those that you want to serve and that are important to you. And imposter syndrome is paralyzing. It takes away joy 
And it keeps you comparing yourself to people that have, you have no business comparing to. Right. There's only one of you. Now, there are tactics and ways we can work through this. And there are plenty of exercises where we need to stop certain thoughts. One of them is stop technique. Another one is using the questionnaire of ants, right? Automatic negative thoughts. Mm -hmm. um, that's actually interesting. Imposter syndrome, we use the same techniques as we use for women and men with low self-image. Okay. Yeah. Then we say, I want to look like that person. So we start looking for facts. And then very often we find out that that person that they want to look like is actually bigger than they are. Yeah. Because when we take the measurements, it turns out that the person who's feeling inadequate is actually smaller than the person they want to look like because they have a distorted image. And that's the same mm -hmm. with the syndrome. Yes. Now, if you're really missing some information, some something crucial that is necessary, absolutely go for it and study. But then mm -hmm. after you study, implement it. Yeah. And ask for feedback and celebrate every time somebody says, you did what they needed you to do. Great. Excellent. Well, and how do you, um, so if somebody comes to you to work with you, how do they work with you? What are their next steps? That depends if it's a company or it's an individual person. If it's an individual person, you first sign up for something called a discovery call. Mm -hmm. And we chat. We chat, we do a yeah. session, you interview me, I interview you. There are some people I say, I would love to help you, but you're asking for things I don't do. So this is the list of people I'm going to send you to. But if it's something nice. I can do, then we, uh, I send them a contract. I send them the fees. They get a whole bunch of things to fill in. Um, that mm -hmm. takes about a few days. Okay. And then we set up a certain time that you worked. We work together for 12 24 sessions, or if you want to extend longer. Most people don't need me after 24 session. Mm -hmm. uh, some people do because there's a lot to work on. They never worked with a coach. So they do their blood work. They do their brain health assessment. They do brain type assessment. If they have ADHD, we do ADHD type assessment. So we know. Mm -hmm. We look at if supplements are necessary or they're not necessary. And then we set up a plan and we decide to work on different things. Um, and we start the process when we work together, then you have a lot of homework to do in between sessions because your work is actually between sessions. We need to get into your body. We need nice. to get into your brain. We need to create the new neural pathways. We need to create the behaviors. We need to direct your brain and neuroplasticity to that specific event that we want to change. And we teach you self-reflection at the same time so you can start stopping yourself. So, for example, mm. you know, the funny thing, because, oh, have your word of the year. Well, having a right. word of the year is good. What do you do to practice it? Yeah. How do you yeah. practice it on the daily basis so it becomes a pattern? Remember, your brain loves to optimize things. And if it feels mm -hmm. good and you celebrate it and it becomes a pattern, it just becomes quicker. And it becomes part of you, can move on to the next thing. It's kind of like with exercising. People go, oh, I'm going to go exercise. Well, if you exercise eight hours once every three months, besides yeah. sort of muscles and feeling unhappy, not much is going to happen. Right. But if you exercise 10 minutes a day, you'll get better results. And you will get results compared to the eight hours once every three months. And that's another thing that we do. Your brain loves tiny little things that are easy mm -hmm. to do 
not overwhelming. You get to celebrate and your brain loves that because it doesn't see it as a big change and use of energy. So we start to learn how to think of life in little things, enjoy those things and allow your brain to feel at ease with less stress, less overwhelm, which means you're more creative. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, when you're not in your comfort zone, you are less productive. So we need to decide where do we want to grow because you're most productive in your comfort zone. If everything is out of comfort zone, you will achieve absolutely nothing. That's why huge New Year's resolutions don't work. Mm-hmm. So we got to choose, okay, what are we focusing on right now? What are we learning and what are we going yeah. to be failing at or learning, right? That's going to be out of comfort zone. Everything else, leave it as is. You cannot do a revolution change unless you're in a traumatic life-saving situation. Right. That's when revolutions work well. Every other time, they don't. Right. Um, set, up, set yourself up for success. And enjoy the journey. Great. That's how you work with me. And if you're a company, you know, I go in, uh, we do lunch and learns, we do keynotes, um, and we choose different things where your people can have aha moments. And there are some companies that, you know, have me as a coach. And instead of going to HR, you work with me so we can change the behavior so HR doesn't have to do their investigation. If not necessary, there's miscommunication because as we know, the moment you report it, they have to investigate, they have to get involved, but you can just ask for a coach and say, Hey, I need a coach. I'm having some issues. And then you work with a first light. So those are the ways you can. Fantastic. Excellent. And how do people find you? What's the best way to connect with you? Your brain coach D wherever you go. Your brain coach D on Instagram, your brain coach D on Facebook. Your Brain Coach Z on LinkedIn. Your Brain Coach Z, the website. Perfect. Nice and easy. I love it. Are you ready to unlock your team's full potential? I'm Terry Holland, and I specialize in igniting passion, boosting morale, and driving results. Whether it's a corporate event, team building workshop, or a keynote address, I'll leave your audience energized and empowered to achieve their goals. Let's inspire greatness together. Visit terryholland.ca forward slash speaking to learn more and schedule your event today. And now I have some rapid fire questions for you. This is actually the first time I'm doing this. So uh, you get to be the first one to try it out. So let's dive into those. Favorite book? Pocket Full of Money. Oh, I haven't read that. I'm going to have to check it out. It's a very old book. I don't remember who wrote it. I have it on my shelf. And it is about a mindset, but it's written in a different way. And using the brain as a part of creating your reality, which again, bad and good is available. You get yep. to, to concentrate on. Definitely so going to read that. Very Definitely good book. Good. I really liked it. Yeah. Thank you. The Magician's Way is also very good. Oh, I'll check that out too. Uh, summer or winter? Are you a summer or winter? Spring. Spring. Nice. Favorite food? Mediterranean. Oh, delicious. Biggest pet peeve? Lack of integrity. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Who inspires you? Everybody I meet because everybody is better at something. Oh, I love that. And three things you would take with you on a deserted island? My daughters, 
if they choose to go with me. My cat. He has no say about it. Nice. Um, and music. Great. Uh, who's a celebrity you'd like to have dinner with, dead or alive? Oh, a few. I am absolutely the biggest ever fan of Julia Roberts. Oh, amazing. And another person is Andrew Huberman, who just got a girlfriend. I don't like him anymore. Uh, but oh. yeah. uh, he's, um, I'm absolutely mesmerized by this human with his knowledge, the way he speaks, the way he presents himself, yeah. the way he's carries himself. I'm, I'm hands down, like, I would love to meet both of them. Great. And last one, go-to karaoke song. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> there are so many. I love karaoke, and I do sing. So um, I'm going to go with vanity, me being very, you know, kind of, I like compliments like everybody else. Of course. And the most I get is when I sing Knocking on Heaven's Door by Guns um, Roses. Oh, great song. Great choice. And any final words from you or final thoughts before we finish up today? Your brain is your responsibility. And if life is not working the way you want to, it is your responsibility to change it. Everybody in your past did the best they could with the knowledge we, they had. And you can create a magnificent life if you choose to. Don't fall into a trap, work hard, play hard, you know. And that you have to burn your bowels and it's not true. There are better ways to do it with a lot more joy, not balance, but enjoyment in life. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here today. Really appreciate this. It was my absolute pleasure. I hope you got guys got some value. Tons, tons of value. Thank you. Thank you. And if you got value out of today's episode, which I am sure you did, Remember to go follow Brain Coach D and check out everything she has to offer. All of the links from today's episode are in the show notes, so easy to find her. And if you did like this episode, make sure you leave your five-star review and, of course, share it with a friend you think would benefit from listening to this episode. Thank you so much for being here today and listening to us. We appreciate you and we'll be back again later this week.